verses 15 to 17 and 25 to 26. Listen for the word of God. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask God, my father and mother, to give you another advocate, to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him. You know him because he abides with you and he will be in you. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom God will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Pentecost is a time of new possibilities. How many of you have been stuck? Anybody? When an addict is ready and hits bottom to come clean, that's the Holy Spirit. When someone is ready to turn their life around, that's the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we think about the Holy Spirit being exceptionally so unique and so different that it will never happen to us. Sometimes when Todd speaks in church, that's the Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding, I'm messing with Todd. When you guys decided that you were going to do mission trips together, was that something that you'd always planned to do, or was that something you were comfortable with? Something you'd always wanted to do, but something you weren't comfortable, and suddenly you felt moved and inspired to go to a place where the day before people had been killed by gangs. South Central L.A. with our L.A. kids... Chris and Jen go down there, and I know Jen was thinking her whole life, boy, I just can't wait to the time in my life where I get to go to South Central L.A. and be with people who look at me like, what you doing here? <laughs> and it feels so uncomfortable when that happens, and that's the Holy Spirit. The disciples got together on Pentecost because it was something to do. And they are locked behind closed doors. And they're afraid. And suddenly they're out in the street and they are proclaiming glory to God in everyone's languages and people respond in one of two ways. Isn't this amazing? That's number one. Or... They're drunk on cheap wine. And they say cheap wine because no one drinks wine at four in the morning, you know, it's unless it's cheap because it's, you know, you can't appreciate it. That's what happens in our lives when suddenly we feel filled with the Spirit. People are going to respond to us by either right on or who do you think you're kidding? Who do you think you're kidding? 
that's not you. I know you. You're not the type to go down. You're doing, you feel guilty. Admit it. You did something in your past. And you think that if you go down and help those less fortunate people that God's going to make it okay. I got it now. That helps me understand why someone would do something that I'm not willing to do. And that may have 1% of the truth, because we've all, in fact, done something in our past that we would wish we could go back and not do. Isn't there at least one thing in our past where we wish we could go back and say, just a one, right? We say, well, that's got to... That is what the church says is the work of the Holy Spirit. And it's always going to push us to go somewhere where we do not want to go. And it's going to push us to do something that we do not want to do. And looking back, we think, what were we thinking? And thank God, we did it. We are going to try to, when somebody does a mission trip or something like that, or they're doing something that is genuinely inspired, to showcase it and lift it up here, not so that you can necessarily get involved with it, but to realize that part of our body has been touched by the Spirit and is doing something with it. And so that when you look at your life and something like that happens, you can say, wow, maybe God is at work in my life. I used to do orientation classes where I would ask people what religious tradition that they came from and tell me a little bit about their background. And then I had about 16 people in a room once, and I said, tell me about um, your first experience of God. And four out of 16 people said that they had actually had an experience of God. And I thought, these people are in church every week. And they don't know whether or not they've ever had an experience of God. And that is not their failing. That's the church's failing. Where we have not helped people realize that when you want to do an arts ministry and say, let's make these walls beautiful. Let's show our Judeo-Christian heritage and let's throw in some other things. And let's make a space so that when people walk in, they say, wow, the Spirit is in those art pieces. And you could say, well, that's just about beauty. Or you could say, that's the Spirit. When we have somebody who volunteers to lead volunteers for General Synod, I'm thinking, why <laughs> would you ever do this? And now you're saying, why did I ever do this? And your husband's going, the whole time, honey, do you think you really want to do this? This is crazy. That is the work of the Holy Spirit, getting us to do things that we would not do. The really good news about the disciples were that they were not any different than people like you and me. Jeff and Todd, Chris and Jen are not at their core any different than people 
like you and me. Susan Brown may be a little different. Of course, she did spend a lot of time upside down in the Sistine Chapel cleaning that up, so that'll do it to just about anybody. But we are people. And God says, here's where I'm going to work. I'm going to work in you, and I'm going to work in a way that you don't want to work. Because I can. The advocate, the advocate is for us and for the rest of the world. The movement of the Spirit is in our churches today every bit as much as it was in our church at the beginning. We just have to recognize it. Sometimes it's real dramatic. And those scare us to death. And sometimes they're just that little nudge. I had a friend who, he went to this Pentecostal church and they did an altar call, and he hates that kind of stuff, you know, where, please come on up and accept Christ. And he just, and somebody was pushing him in the back to go. And he was so angry, and finally he spun around to say, stop it! And there was no one back there. He said, now, I didn't get up and go, but I learned, oh, <laughs> maybe I have to rethink this. Sometimes it happens that way. Sometimes it's just real subtle. Sometimes it's just a call. But the Holy Spirit is here in our work, in our work, in our prayers, in our lives. And that's good news. Amen.
And here's the reason why I found the answer. I learned to pray with faith to guide me. I found my way. The sun is shining for me each day. I found the answer. I learned to pray. So don't you keep your Bible with you. Just read it every day. Always count your blessings and always stop to pray. Just keep on believing and faith will see you through. Seek to know contentment and it'll come raining down on you. I found the answer. I learned to pray with faith to guide me. I found my way. The sun is shining for me each day. We have the answer. Let's get out there and pray. Please join me for our unison invitation to Healing Touch. Come, Spirit, blow through our lives with the power of your love. Create us anew with the winds of your grace. May the fires of your hope burn away our fears. May the power of your compassion remake us as a Pentecost people. Gather us up, fill us with good things, and teach us to speak with wisdom and power. Amen. I invite the Healing Touch ministers to come up, and if you feel called for anointing and blessing with holy oil, I invite you to come up. 